I got a message for your American buddy. I'm your wife, damn it! Ah, would have to go up to the wives in the library or the supermarket and say hello. I am new here. I know, George, you think I don't know anything, but I know people. I get 18 years of my life to stand in the same spot as you. You wanted your file? I found you your file. You wanted out? I got you out. You needed money? I found you some. You know, let's face it here. I've got to, you know, latch on to something in my life. Oh, yeah, you blend. No use to try to sweet talk me, Miss Scarlett. I know you ever since I put the first pair of diapers on you. Who was going to love me? Who, who was going to make me feel good? I wish I had a mother like me instead of nice. Nice gets your shit. I got a two-inch thick solo in steak. Sit and defrost and wait this minute. When you and Guy come over and have supper with us tonight, what do you say? Welcome to the very first episode of the Best Supporting Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Kochanov. And my name is Colin Drucker, and it's an honor just to be co-hosting. Um. Oh my goodness, you almost stole my line. I was I was going to say something very similar. Wow. I was just going to say it's an, an it's an honor just to be nominated, but you took it and you elevated it just like any best supporting actress would do. Wow. Wow. Look at you. Took it to the next level. That is that I is know. the you found the thesis statement of the best supporting <laughs> actress for me <laughs> is is the lady who comes in and just elevates things. Yes. And then I mean, leaves. We will get into it. Yeah. And then leaves. Yes. I mean we are here. It's our very first episode. First of all, hello everyone. Hello listeners. Yeah. I this is I mean, I'm uh, this is a, it's a dream come true. Let's just <laughs> let's just be dramatic about You're it. You're already giving your acceptance speech I already. Am, it's already started. I am I am Halle Berry just standing at the podium, open mouth sobbing. Uh, of course, for of course. Monsters Ball, obviously best actress. I know, don't come for me. I know who I know. I know. Uh, yeah, I was just about to police that. I yeah, know. I, I could was, feel it. I heard okay. the sirens coming. But yes, indeed, uh, this is finally an opportunity. And while we've done it in different times and in different ways and on different podcasts, it is a time to dedicate just to the category of the best supporting actress. I mean, I just had to let that sink in for a moment, I know. too, because it feels like breathing. Yeah. <laughs> just it's... talking about it. Honestly, it does. It's like, because I, I think to kind of build on what you were saying, it's like Colin and I have talked about this before. We I've guessed it on his podcast, and we just had chats in general about you know oscar buzz and you know award season but um and we we just joked about it really like maybe we'll do a podcast on that and i it was one of those moments where like oh well or i kind of like that yeah. idea but i don't are you on should we do it yeah, right one of right those. yeah am i the only one who just immediately wants to start doing this oh no great I know. awesome yeah i mean it's you know in the details has been sort of like an informal celebration of best supporting actresses. Yes. But then lots yes. of best actresses and, and, you know, other moments. But I feel like this, just like the specificity of just talking about this category that isn't yeah. even just like the, the glitz and glamour of best actress. I feel like the prestige of best actress. It's like, yes. what does it mean to win best supporting actress? To do more with less is how I always see it. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, we already kind of dived into it a minute ago, too. But it's like, what's I, I think first too, like to ask another question to answer your question with a question. It's like, what 
is it about the best supporting actress category that you are were initially attracted to? Was, was it something that was kind of all your life or was it just because for me it was I felt like even as I start started to watch a movie as a young gay I was already looking for that best supporting actress I already yes I was I wanted her to present herself and I I just couldn't wait to see who it was and what she was going to give me totally it's like I want I couldn't wait to see who the other woman in the room was and what she had to say I I think to answer your question ironically enough I think the first best supporting actress that really stood out to me and this wasn't a winner but it was a nominee was ironically um, uh, Shelley Winters in the Poseidon Adventure, which I mean, we talked about on iconic. the Very Bad Gay podcast. Yeah. Uh, yes. I think, because I loved that movie when I was a kid, and I think that without even knowing it, because, you know, you don't, you're not that thinking that kind of meta way when you're 10 or whatever, but I just remember noticing that there were just moments where in this huge story – she was somehow standing out not so much because she had such a large piece of the plot or so much dialogue, but because the way that she was approaching the role and the energy that she was putting into that role and really like the vibration that she's playing that role at just stands out every time she's on screen. And I think that set the standard for what to me is quintessential is, is uh, an actress who's playing at a different vibration so that you can't help but notice her when she shows up. Yeah, and it's not even like, I mean, that's the perfect example, of course. And I, I had not seen that movie at all. Oh, at all. So mm. to really, um, and we got, I mean, we like, how do I say this? We like wrung the rag dry with that, if that makes sense. Yes. Like we really um, got stuff out of that movie that I didn't even suspect that I would. Even like after I watched it, as I started, we started breaking it down. So go listen to that, anyone. Uh, the episode of the No Good, Very Bad Gay podcast, my second podcast. This is both... Our third podcast. It's like getting yeah. a tattoo. You just can't stop. You just can't stop. I I know. I was thinking, wow, three podcasts. Is this is this aggressive? And I was like, no, this is no, correct. It's just right. It's just right. It's just it's balanced. Um, but yeah, that was really I I got way more out of that conversation and out of that movie from that conversation than I had ever picked up before. I think um, I've I've always been kind of so focused on I think the the big sort of the. I guess the the grandeur of that movie that the nuances yeah. you know you could miss them, but I think uh, Shelley Winters, Stella Stevens, like I just think these like those those disaster movies from the seventies were great because they featured these like distinct, often character actresses or just like yes. you know very specific energies like you know swimming through a a half flooded set wearing a men's t shirt uh, and high heels I mean, it's you know crazy yeah. it's it's bonkers and i I think you hit a really good point there too i I think that um for me like the the best supporting actress is like if you were to ask you know I don't want to say a normal person but someone who isn't as in like if I was to ask my brother like what does a best supporting actress mean or like my mom I feel like she they would say like the best friend the sidekick mm-hmm. also good things but like for me it's kind of most of the time I, I wouldn't I shouldn't say most of the time but there's sort of they're just more interesting than the lead characters sometimes they can make you laugh they are just as flawed um yes that sometimes might be the best friend too but they're but if they're like lucky enough for the role to allow it it's the person that gives me like the full range of emotion or like entertainment and talent really all like in this perfect storm of 
strong women, really. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think that's a big part of it is that these roles are often the more interesting roles, you know, yeah. um, where I guess often, you know, the, the lead performance is it's like in some ways that character is like the control energy. It's like the energy that, that I don't know that everything else kind of rebounds off of and everything else kind of reflects back onto yeah. the central energy. And so everything else is kind of, it feels more vibrant because like we need to follow a more controlled energy. Does that make sense? Like, no, I get it. And even if like, say if it's a very, um, serious movie or mm-hmm. in, in that that woman provides some sort of relief a reprieve from like whatever's going on whether it's like comedic or just being like a dynamic performer too in her own right i yeah i yeah. get that yeah and i think that often also what comes with that is because it's a smaller role that that performance can be layered with more texture and more nuance that might almost feel like too much in a in a leading character's um screen time but because we're only seeing her for 20 minutes 25 minutes 40 minutes whatever we're it's not too much but because when you know it is so limited it's kind of like you can it's quality versus quantity and you can just pack more into those moments and i think that's really like to me a more fascinating challenge is what she did in those 20 minutes that i'm remembering her the same way i'm remembering you know, the lead actress who is in almost every scene. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it's definitely along the lines of uh, keep them wanting more. Like yeah. it's something that it's like in a musical when someone just comes out and just kills it and then leaves. It's like those are the more I you remember those people more so sometimes even than the leads. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. I yeah. It, I also feel like when someone gets nominated, especially for best supporting actress, I know that there's lots of politics and it's not always about merit and performance and it's a business and I get all of that. Yeah. But I think if we can let all that go briefly and just look at the fantasy of nominations, when I like, I, I I get so few greater thrills than going on like Wikipedia and just looking at all of the nominees and winners of every year Uh, and going into those rabbit holes, you know? Yeah, what is it about? Like, I keep going. I oh, well, just I was going to say that when you – I was looking through, and there were certain ones that was like, oh, wow, I didn't know she got nominated for that. Oh. Yes. I now see – like, a perfect example is Toni Collette in The Sixth Sense. Yes. It's a role you might forget she got nominated for, but then it's like if you go back and watch it, or even if you don't, there's just this lens of like, wow, what was so good about her in that that it was worthy of being nominated? And that's exciting, you know? The car scene. That's the one thing I remember from that movie. Honestly, like, I was kind of young. I don't know what year it came out. I could look that up. Um, But... I, I, the only thing I remember is that the ring falling off his hand at the very end mm-hmm. and Tony Collette in that car scene. Oh, oh. <laughs> all that handography. I think it was 1999. Oh, oh. Yeah. It was <sighs> incredible. I mean, yeah, I think someone posted something on Twitter about that a little while ago. And I rewatched that scene. And yeah, she is doing it's It's all of the little gestures that she's doing. It's the pitch perfect Philadelphia accent that she's doing. It's, I remember when I first saw that. And yeah, again, I think I was like 14. And I remember it being really scary. And I wasn't super familiar with Tony Collette at the time. But I remember feeling like, I know who this woman is that she's playing. Like, it feels like it was that frequency thing. I was like, she's playing this at a different frequency than just like the mom. Yes. And yeah, that elevated. was the difference. Elevated. Yeah. yeah. 
And uh, there's something about Tony Collette that you were saying too that I, I, it's out of my head now, but um, just like the in terms of like her performance. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. I think that like I, th- I feel like this is just gonna become something that we say, but like I would say hashtag like future BSA Tony Collette. Like yes. I think that that is in. I can list like five more actresses that are in that sort of. Uh, at that caliber that fit into that mold. Well, I, I could see her just as easily fitting into a leading actress, but I would want her to win for supporting, if that makes yes. sense, and something really good. Yeah. Um, oh, like, yeah. I think about, and I don't think it's it's a great performance, but if we're going to talk about Toni Collette, who listeners from In the Details know I love, um, yeah. she was robbed for Hereditary, uh, yeah. let it be said on every podcast I can get on to, but um, <laughs> I think about like her performance in Little Miss Sunshine, which is a supporting Another, role. Yes, you know, but and she brings lots of really interesting texture and nuance to. But I think like a role of that size, I'd love to see her win for. Yeah, you know? I think that's perfect. Yeah, and speaking of just like screen time, Colin and I were talking off air too that there's. I guess you just assume that there are stipulations like a supporting actress has to be in at least blank number of minutes and in a movie to be you know categorized but that's kind of uh not necessarily true it's just whatever because I often think of um like Jennifer Hudson like that role of Effie White is when it was uh, a musical on Broadway it was the lead yeah and it kind of is in the movie and like we can have this discussion about like the favorite as well too with Olivia Coleman, but uh, among many other examples, too. But um, it just, I wonder who decides that. I, I'm sure there's some sort of hierarchy and, like, producers and everyone that's like, okay, we're going to pitch her for supporting because she stands a better chance this year. Like Viola Davis winning for Best Supporting when that's really a lead. Oh, uh, what, for Fences? And fences. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, yeah, I was surprised to read that, that there's the standards for nominating Best Supporting Actress or Best Supporting Actor, for that matter, it's not about screen time. It's not about their impact on the story, which, of course, is pretty subjective. Um, it's not about, like, the where they fall on the cast list, you know? Like, I sure. I used to always have those ideas, like, oh, you you'd have to be like to win best you know be nominated for best actress or best actor you've got to be like in the first three or four on the cast list you know yeah yeah and then like in the first 30 minutes totally yeah oh yeah that too like you know there'd be that feeling that if you're second build you need to show up at like by 40 minutes at the latest you know like yeah like i would create those rules just as a viewer and to be honest i would often create it around like well if there's like if the main character of this movie isn't a woman, she needs to show up within the first 40 minutes or I'm not interested. Yeah. Cause I know if I see a lot of men and I don't see any women, I start to get worried. I really? Th- <laughs> it's kind of my, it's like my own Bechdel test over here. I'm like, where are the ladies? You know, totally. I, totally. And like, I think that I, you know, applying those same rules to these awards that like, that don't exist, you know, it, there's, you know, as you said, it could just be that uh, an actress gets put into best supporting versus best actress. You know, the the favorite being a perfect example because then they they're not running against each other, and then they have a better chance of winning. And like, it's just yeah. like spreading out, then being nominated in multiple categories versus one less. You know, um, yeah. It's so it's it, there's there's really no. And then if, for example. Um, a performer could get nominated and put into both categories. And then it's just a matter of how many votes they get to determine whether they should be in supporting or lead. So it's wildly subjective. 
Yeah, and I think um, I feel that just the best supporting actress category is not always, but I would say that like the average age of an actress, like uh, what I'm trying to say is more older women, you know, people that are a woman of a certain age, if you will, like win for best supporting over like best leading actress too. It's it's that sort of sometimes it's like a, a cumulative sort of I think of Judy Dench yep. kind of. Um, she should have won for a number of other things, my lord. Right. Uh, but she won for Shakespeare in Love, and that was her year to get it. And we will talk about that when we do our episode on Judy Dench for sure. But, yeah. Um, but there is something about the grand dame, that sort of diva that we root for. That you know, it's, it, this is really like a, a uh, this could be like a whole other podcast. But why are gay men attracted to strong? female leads or female supporting you know i it's, yeah. it's like do we want to be them like what is so tantalizing about that yeah that's that's the round table i want to have with lady watch and like oh i know like Ugh. what is it that we love about these women so much because yeah i could go on all day i mean i think to yeah. your point you know yeah a lot of times the supporting roles the supporting nominees are you know they're not they're not 18 to 28 or whatever, you know, whatever the age range, 18 yeah. to 35. And I think a lot of it's just because, A, how few roles are written written for yeah. women that, talk about um, it. Yeah. that aren't uh, conventionally, you know, beautiful in terms of like, well, you need to be this size, you need to be this color, and you need to, sure. you know, have these features. And I think, um, you know, I, I, I thought of this when, we were wa- when I was watching Wine Country, which I don't consider to be a great movie, but... Paula Pell, to me, is the kind of Hollywood movie star leading actress I want to see. Yes. That's, Lord, that's who Pell. I'm excited by, you know? Yeah. And, or really, you know, a, a lot of those, any of those women really are not the traditional, Amy Poehler is as close to traditional in terms of that cast as you're going to get for a leading lady. Um, yeah. But even she, I think, has her own nuances. And I think that's, that's, I think, again, I think what's so exciting about Best Supporting Actresses is that sometimes you're just, they're just more interesting, you know, because Definitely. that's the only space that's being given for real women or that's true, you know, or, or women who don't look and act a certain way that will sell tickets, you know, that's true. Cause if you think of a leading actress, you think of Anjanu, you think of like, this is, I, I emphasize slowly changing, but it is changing more roles. Dynamic roles are being written for women every day, of course, but we need more, but it's just like woman falls for the guy. That's all that's really going on. And, yeah. um, and then like the quirky best friend that gets all the great one liners and right. know, maybe hooks up with the weird guy at the end. You know what I mean? Like right. at the wedding, she finds un- like cousin Steve by the cake and they like have a look at each other like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> you know? oh, yeah. Totally. She has like one little bit that kind of closes out her story. And yes, I've, you know, I've always been fascinated by the sort of quirky supportive friends because I feel like we see this clownish version of the lead actress's life often playing out with the supportive friends. Like both characters could be kind of like struggling with dating or meeting somebody or be very, you know, having relationship problems. But oftentimes it's like, especially in those kind of like quirky romantic comedies, the, the, the supportive best friends like love life is always played for laughs. So she'll meet the, the dorky weird cousin and she'll start making out with him at the reception. It'll all be very over the top. And, yes. And I always think about, yeah. So what is, what is her humanity underneath though? Isn't she still lonely? Isn't she actually desperate? Like what's her 
dark, sad truth when nobody's looking, you know? And I think that's kind of what we as gay men or just anyone who supports and really loves the best supporting actress, like we're looking to fill in those blanks almost. And it's a really cool exercise, really like creatively to really kind of think of like, one, why, why is this not expanded? Like I just saw um, a musical last night where the mother um, I, I needed more of the mother. Yeah. Don't we all need more of oh, the moms? Sure. Like, I need, I always need more ants. Yeah. Like, I need at least an army of, like, when we get to the fighter, mm-hmm. I'm going to freak out because all those sisters on that porch, like, I <laughs> levitated off my seat, like, in that scene where Amy Adams fights those, like, I've I, seen that scene. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love it so much. But, anyways, um, yeah, uh, yeah, the humanity of it, and and that's like where this whole sort of like you're rooting for them, you're on their side almost immediately too. I think that's the sign of a good, you know, we talk about likability as an actress, but also likability, hopefully, as a character and what's written for them too. Yeah, and I I think you know, and uh, we had some examples we're gonna dive into today, but I think one of the things I notice in these examples that we'll talk about is. It's, you know, and I, I clean out about this all the time and in the details, but it's these micro moments and these acting choices. Oh, yes, it's, yes. it's um, and sometimes, you know, the the movie is creating the space for that. Like, for example, like allowing a supporting character to have a reaction to something that lasts a second or two longer than just like, we're not just seeing them react to create context for what the main character is talking about. We're seeing them react to see their own narrative taking place you know exactly i always find that exciting like when a scene ends but it ends with the lead character leaving and the supporting character kind of ending the scene on their own we have a moment alone with them and i think that's that's always exciting to me is when you get a moment alone with the supporting character with the supporting actress and you know what i it's her and it's her story for a second you know yes just to get that one little moment i think of i i don't know why i keep thinking of uh, Brittany Murphy and Clueless. Like, oh, speaking yeah. Speaking of a supporting, like, you know, Cher is, like, arguing with Josh. And then Cher's like, ugh. And then, like, I don't think she leaves the room. It's during the sporadically scene yep. where she's like, I hope not sporadically. But that's, like, her little zinger at the end, you know? We yeah. We get that. And her di- her love life is crazy. But she also gets a guy in the end. I Yeah. Brittany Murphy could have easily been a future BSA in my mind. Like, oh. I... It's such we'll a, have to do something like that, a special episode that it yeah. I don't know. No, I agree. <laughs> I, I think I, she was such a good actress. Like, I just feel like she was in uh, Girl Interrupted. I think she had some, like, yes. pretty heavy lifting there. Just like, yeah, I think that she would have eventually uh, been getting, I don't know. I'm trying to think of who was even similar to her now or what kind of roles she'd have now. Yeah, interesting, right? Yeah. She was such a 90s girl yeah. and uh, yeah. 2000s girl. Well, Either way. One day we'll do a, you know, roles we would have loved to see Brittany Murphy get nominated for a Best Supporting <laughs> exactly. Actress in. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I want to talk about the Oscars themselves or just like award shows because I think this is a sort of, not subset, but it's definitely within the realm of what we're talking about too. And your relationship with award shows, not just, you know, the Oscars, but also the Emmys and television and everything. Did you did you always sit down every year and watch them as a kid? I I didn't i you know a lot of them i didn't see i think what i saw more of as a kid because i watched so much e as a kid was a lot of like fashion police and 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 the red carpet and i think i just remember there was kind of this dovetailing of like me being i don't know 12 13 whatever you know 
being newly gay in terms of at least identifying it and like watching E as like queer content, as close to queer content as I could get. Yeah, safe queer content. Safe queer yeah. content where it was like, you know, I was seeing Joan and Melissa Rivers being like a couple of drag queens about these looks. And like, in a way, like that was very gay culture, you know? Yeah. And, and so in a lot of ways, the award shows, I mean, I, I you know, I, I don't remember really watching the Oscars themselves as a kid. It really wasn't probably till like college and into my 20s. Yeah. Uh, where I think I then like shifted the appreciation over to like mostly just like well who got nominated and and who won of the of the lady categories like that's sure. always been the thing that hooked me the most yeah um I have to say it was always a huge event in my and even as a kid in my uh in my house like we would always my mom was like super into it her name's Debbie Deb oh, Deb and she used to help me you know print out the ballots you know we got the pigs in the blanket we invited like some friends over wow. for and it was a Sunday you know and like we were allowed to stay up and uh it was and I still do it I do it almost for every I do it for the Tonys the Emmys the Oscars and the Golden Globes wow I was actually at a dinner party one time in college it was like the end of I don't know when it was but we were just having like a, a friend's dinner as you do we were eating like you know like Stouffer's lasagna and like yeah. <laughs> right right like a frozen uh garlic uh, oh bread, my god the know? loaf the big old oh I mean uh-huh. I'm not gonna knock that at all I it's, mean I will eat it any day of the any week day. and let me tell you what if you want to make pizza boats that's oh, I don't even know what that is it's okay so like you use I mean basically that garlic bread is the pizza base and you make pizzas on them. oh my god and they look like little u-boats because you could cut them into fours you know forget about it it's it's i mean i love i, I love a good like garlic now anything like that involves marinara and cheese oh. and bread oh yeah I which know. is basically pizza it's basically pizza pizza <laughs> but you know what i and, mean like, variation oh i speak in my language yes. i yes i am uh i find that it's and I could probably combine the two. I don't know why I haven't tried it yet. But anything kind of pizza related, also like buffalo chicken related, and also mm. pretzel related. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the trifecta. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's really. It is. I have to I say. I just love a good snack. Yeah. yeah. Pretzels might get their own BSA episode. <laughs> I know. Exactly. <laughs> Future BSA. Pretzels. Pretzels. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I was at this dinner party uh-huh. and I it was a Sunday and I forgot that the Golden Globes were on that night and I, I it like hit me and I I I was like Sally Field like oh. I have to go I have to go yeah. right now we have to go <laughs> I got up and just left I and my friends were like they knew though they right. knew me well enough mm-hmm. we were almost done with the meal anyway like I had missed a significant amount of the show yeah and I just drove back to, I raced back to my apartment and turned it on and wow. uh, and they do best yeah. supporting actress pretty early on in the awards they do I so, know Ugh, yeah I mean, I already and golden globes are a different breed uh I'd say uh, altogether but um do you yeah, think I, sorry uh-huh. not to, do you think cuz I've always held this do you hold the golden globes to a lesser prestige in terms of achievement than an oscar <sighs> Is that silver? It's an excellent question. You know? I mean, these are the things that keep me awake at night. This is because uh, <laughs> I always. This is my thing too to build on that. All, and once again, answer your question with another question. Do you think a Golden Globe outweighs an Emmy award for television? Oh wow! Because on IMDb, if someone wins a Golden Globe but also like an Emmy, I think I'd want my Emmy to be like Emmy winner first. I would like that to be known. Yeah, I. You know, I gotta tell you, I, and I'm. 
I'm happy to be proven wrong, but I feel like I think you're right. I think Emmys and I think Oscars, I think the Golden Globes are just kind of like always a bridesmaid, you know? Kind of. And it's it's not knocking them. It's a great show. Like, I really look forward to the Golden Globes because mm-hmm. it does give it a, a little bit of a, a chance to people who might not typically win. And, yeah. And that's great. You know, I think of... Uh, like Gina Rodriguez for Jane the Virgin and Rachel Bloom for um, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Like, those are great shows. And I want them to be nominated for Emmys, and they never are, which is silly. Maybe Gina Rodriguez was. I think she um, may have been. She may, actually, she may have been. Yeah. But I know what you mean. It's like you, you often with the Golden Globes and the Oscars, like, you'll see a lot of familiar names. And it, and yeah. that's changing, too, of course. But, like, I, I often think with the Golden Globes, um, like, oh, okay, here's a chance to kind of see somebody who, you know, might not get highlighted otherwise, as you said. Uh, and I feel the same way about like the Screen Actors Guild Award, you know, things like that, where it's to me, I'm like, I'm kind of excited about that or like the Independent Film Award, Spirit Awards or whatever, because yeah. it's just like it opens my mind to like a performance I didn't even know about. You know, it's like, yes. oh, I didn't know she was in something and now she's getting nominated. What's that? And then it. Yeah. Kind of a little surprise. Yeah. Whereas, you know, I think in a way, especially I think of this as like the modern family problem. It's like. Oh look, yeah. Julie Bowen got nominated again for I'm like. Don't get what? me started on Jim Parsons beating out Steve Carell every year for The Office. Oh, like, oh, I, oh, it, it. That'll be like a bonus episode someday too. Yes, it, yes, I, I, yeah, yeah. There are no words. I have I no words. I know we're just sitting here like we're doing like Robert De Niro face. Like, no, I got nothing <laughs> to say. I got nothing to say. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, exactly. I, I just like can't like. I can't find anything good to say about the Big Bang Theory. I know. Sorry, folks. I just can't. We stand firm on this here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, leave now. Um, Yeah. There will not be a a Cali Cuoco episode. Is she in that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, Um, God. I just, yeah. We could go on. I'm like, drag her. Yeah, I know. Drag her. Yeah. But, God, The Office. Now, that's something we could talk about as well. Um, Because I would love to do – I've been thinking about doing this in in the details. So who knows where it's going to happen. But I want to do – it might be in the details because it's not a nominated role. Um, But Jan Levinson, I think – Oh, Jan Levinson Gould, I presume. Yes, yes. Jan Levinson Gould, I presume. (laughs) (laughs) The journey of Jan on The Office is – truly like best supporting actress material she goes on a roller coaster and it's brilliant super talented yeah it's so good that should have been like a guest nomination and maybe she did i don't know maybe i just think like from where she starts at that series to like the evolution into becoming like the crazy girlfriend and like oh my god jan you know candles by jan like it's just to go from like the the episode where they go to chili's with Tim Meadows to like the dinner party, it's like two totally different oh, Jans. I, yeah, yeah, it is. Um, so yes, so uh, unfortunately not nominated. That may need to be a category: is performances that need to have been nominated, and can we now, yeah, like the honorarily snubs. nominate them? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, do you are you, so? Do you still watch the red carpet? Are you into it? Um, what is your relationship with it? Uh, you know, that's the funny thing is I, I've now flipped where I don't watch the red carpet at all. Mm-hmm. I think it gives me anxiety because if you flub like, on the- go off, go off. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're going where I think you're well, going. Like, yeah. Well, like definitely like if somebody has like a bad look, I just think, oh God, like 
you're gonna like there's Twitter, there's Facebook, there's Instagram, there's so many channels for you to get dragged. Like it's such there's no escaping it. And like for that I just like I just can't like I can't know that that onslaught is coming, you know? Yeah. Like I just I don't know. There's just something about bad runway looks or just like the risk of it failing that just makes my heart pound. Yeah, I I go back and forth cuz I, I um to add to that, my anxiety and like sort of adding another word cringe worthiness of it all is the interviews, the awkward oh. interviews on the red carpet. It's like so entertaining and also like I want to die every time I watch them like Julia Rancic yes um, she's actually not bad I will give her some credit but it's like these if you watch it like on ABC as opposed to E mm-hmm. and they just get these like kids off the street that don't know how to do it and yep. they're just drowning like I really only trust Ryan Seacrest like that's the only person that I really want to see I think I agree I know that it is it is abominable small talk it's like yeah it's terrible it's like they're not prepared at all they're like so hey oh my god so are you are you are you just having like are you just having so much fun tonight it's like yeah and the women just please tell me you remember this there was like this little hand cam where like you had to literally all the ladies had to stick their hand in this like shoebox mm-hmm. and flaunt their jewelry i think it only lasted two years because i remember th- i would be pissed because one i can't remember who it was but they were just like um no i'm not gonna do that yeah. they like laughed and it was like a light moment but women just have it way worse because and that's the other thing too with like the whole um time's up movement when everyone wore black yeah yeah at the golden globes i have to say like yes mm-hmm. do that every year but also i kind of miss the fashion right, <laughs> i'm gonna right, say it right so that's where i find the uh i was like oh yeah you know oh, but, but uh i missed the of looks. course do what you're doing right yes. right but you know i mean th- that it's gonna take more than changing your your clothing color to to make a movement so yes you know statement made now like give me those dresses um, i know <laughs> Um, I was it the Oscars this year that did that stupid like camera that was like it like went in like it went really fast but then it replayed in slow motion and it created this like dramatic fashion moment. Yeah, yeah. I kind of uh, live for those though. Uh, if someone knows how to work it, like because there's some really like people I would twirl my dress. Mm-hmm. Some people don't know what to do, but I go go for it. There was just something about it that made me cringe. I think what it was is I agree with you. If you know how to work it, it's fine. But there yeah. was something like you guys are taking this so fucking seriously. Yeah, and that's like I think in terms of cringe factors, I find that it's the. It's the dissonance between how ridiculous you're being and how seriously you're taking it yeah. and like how much you're not seeing it. And it's like, stop it with the like Michael Bay camera tricks. It's a dress. Yeah. It's a dress that she doesn't even own. You know, like, yeah, I don't think they need to reinvent the wheel on red carpet coverage. No. Like it just keep it to, you know, the basic interviews. And even that, like just have everyone like walk down one thing, like have just like one camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, that's all you need. That's yeah. really all you need. I'm it's... sure the actors hate it after a while. Like, geez. Oh, like, how do you skip the line? I'm sure Meryl skips the line. Oh, yeah. She has like a she has a pass. <laughs> yes, you know? yes, yes. When do you get that pass? Yeah. Yeah. Where is like, yeah, where's the Meryl pass? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I uh, I think the red carpet at this point, there's just something about all of it between the 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 camera work and the awkward interviews and yeah. 
I I feel like celebrities feel different now in a way. Like I feel like it'd be interesting to go back and watch red carpet interviews from like the 90s even. You know what I mean? Or even the early 2000s, which is actually a long time ago. I think that there's just like a different veneer on all of that that yeah. maybe wasn't real, but it was kind of produced in a way where you didn't bump up against those uncomfortable feelings, you know? Yeah, I, I picture like, <clears throat> excuse me, like an old Hollywood movie where they pull up in a limo and people are like, uh, Rita, what are you wearing tonight? Rita. And then uh-huh. she just says one line uh-huh. and it's great. And then she walks right in, you know, yeah. like that's all I really want. Yeah, no, totally <laughs> same. I just want like a little moment. So glamorous. Yeah, I don't I don't want to see Melissa McCarthy dodge like really bad, you know, joke questions from an ABC interviewer. I just yeah. don't. Um I just don't, so I don't. Um, <laughs> but um, well, what else here? Yeah, keep going. Yeah. Well, oh, uh, I I wanted to, you know, you you mentioned Rita Moreno and her mm-hmm. one line, which is of course uh, an appropriate reference because that was her entire Oscar speech when she won the Best Supporting Actress Oscar in West Side Story. Uh, I mean, I just take a moment, breathe this in. Like this is what I've been training all my life to talk about too. I feel that. It's such a great speech because she's like, she says like, oh my God or something. And then she's like, I can't believe it. And then she says, oh Lord. And then she's like, I'm just going to leave it at that. And then just walks off the stage. Yep. Very yep. reminiscent of the Merritt Weaver win for Nurse Jackie. Do you know that speech? Yeah. Uh, yes. I. She's like, I have to go. Uh-huh. I have to go. It's uh-huh. like what she did. She pulled a Sally. Yeah. Um. I, and I, I feel like that not to sort of steal any thunder, but I, it, it's a performance I'd love to just highlight uh, for oh, please. Uh, as because I recently we had we had talked a bit about uh, Rita Moreno and West Side Story and I remember you talking about it on Squirrel Friends Cocktail Hour with Amanda and I was like yeah I haven't seen that movie in a while I know Rita Moreno is in it I don't really know I know I mean I know the song America but like I don't really remember her involvement in the story. Oh my gosh, I'm so jealous that you like get to discover this because Yeah. Keep going, tell me all your I, all of your thoughts. I just I, it it she is now I I I was mostly familiar with her. I mean, I was of course familiar with her anyway, but most um mostly recently from uh One Day at a Time. Of course, yeah. She's still kicking still kicking literally i love her and yeah. is and so i knew she was brilliant i knew she was really funny but it's like you know people kind of you know age into that or evolve into that sure i think the biggest takeaway among all of the accomplishments of rita moreno and west side story is how incredibly like charming yeah and charismatic just her energy is she is not to steal the word but quintessential and and I'm not. This was actually your. I feel like I've totally taken your thunder. No, please. I I'm but loving this right now. Please I, keep going. I have. You had mentioned that that was what you had considered a quintessential best supporting actress performance. And it is. I am here definitive to, for yeah. me. Definitive. And I had had that in my mind when watching it, and so I'm here to say you are correct. Yes. I mean, cue the applause. Yes. Soundboard that yes. we don't have we yet, don't but have. maybe someday. Get it in edit. Yeah. <laughs> um. And so. Oh. Uh, I, it is, it's totally quintessential. And so I'm curious and I, I see that, but I would love to hear why that is for you. Like, what is it about that performance that makes you say, oh, this is. 
Yeah, I mean, oh my goodness, I'm I'm so excited to talk about this. I, I think that for me, more than just like the movie itself, because you're watching it or rather refreshing yourself with it now, mm-hmm. you know, at your age, with your experiences that you've had and you get to, you know, have your own sort of entry point with it and you loved it too but like I I think that I'm sure you have performances like this and it could be the Poseidon Adventure too but when you're a young I remember West Side Story is my favorite musical it is also my favorite movie Um, and it just holds a lot of um, uh, I guess nostalgia is one word for it Um, but it was very formative for me I, I was doing we were doing West Side Story my sophomore year of high school I didn't audition for the musical the year before because I didn't I was scared mm. and I didn't know whether I wanted to do it or not. And uh, I saw they were doing West Side Story and I uh, I auditioned and I was like, Jet Boy number four. Oh. I didn't even care. Oh. Yeah, I didn't have a name. I, you know, they, everyone was in it. Um, and I watched the movie and I, the only other time I've really had this visceral of a reaction to like a BSA, really a Best Supporting Actress, is and not even a nominee, but like I was uh, watching uh, Stalker Channing in Greece. Like, oh. I was like, who is this bitch? Yeah, <laughs> I was just yes, like, yes. I was, um, and I, I don't know how familiar you are you are with Greece, but like, I just remember I was really attached to her. But in the same way, going back to Rita, she, for many reasons, and what you've already kind of said, she was charming. She was sure of herself. She was strong she was vulnerable she made you laugh she made you cry she could sing she can dance and it was this perfect package of everything that i wanted to see like i didn't i didn't care about maria maria was just like (laughs) maria who yeah 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 yeah. Um, i just met a girl named anita yeah (laughs) (laughs) i i just was like captivated i thought she was beautiful and sexy and just like vibrant and i i just think it's the best written bet like supporting role of all time too in a musical and in a movie as well i just i i it's i think you'll be hard pressed to find someone else that has all of that in one film and that's not to say that other best supporting actress performances are less than because really it's like how do you compare you know apples and oranges you know um yeah it's 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 hard but um I just remember, and the score, and like beyond that, like the movie, it's so vibrant, and like I think it's one of the most beautiful scores of all of musical theater. Like I, I can just go on forever, which I will when we eventually cover Rita, yeah. and uh, and her journey. But um, I, I love it. She always makes me laugh. She always makes me cry at the same moments. It's consistent every time, and I love that. So that's. Yeah, that's why I love Rita. I love yeah, her so much. I love that. I yeah, she yeah. We're definitely gonna do an episode where we dive into like, the, like uh, one of the things we're gonna do on this podcast is like, when did she win the Oscar? What was the moment? Yeah, the what's moment her Oscar she won moment? It. And yeah. I can't wait to dive into because there's a bunch. But you know, and and there's big moments. Obviously, I mean, America, just the the number, just the the choreography, the music, the the lyrics, the yes, the color everything about that i we were watching that this morning and i was like i could feel myself getting choked up at how beautiful it all was and when it was over i just like had a lump in my throat and i was like oh my Mm -hmm. god like i just can't believe they just did that and it's it it was just this like just this resounding cult like uh i don't know congregation of talent on all sides you know and the movie itself, yeah, I mean, just stunning. Just a beautiful movie. Yeah. 
and the music is amazing and you know the the Sondheim lyrics are just like he's just such a genius Jesus Christ yeah and uh, but I agree with you you know Maria like I didn't care as much about Maria Anita is the more interesting role for oh, women in that movie far. in that, in that yes. show and there's um this is such a weird little there might be one person out there who gets this reference but there's this play called Circle Mirror Transformation by Annie Baker wow. and it's this it's about this um group of people in like a community uh center acting class or something like that like it's you know it's very like nuanced very real life you feel like you're just watching these people live out their like little dramas within this acting class but there's yeah. this you know one character in it this you know very sort of quirky girl and she always wanted to be maria in west side story and at the end of the show it's like a flash forward many years later and one of the characters like runs into her again and they're talking and and she says and i can't remember the exact line but she says something like um well, I never got to play Maria, but I did get to play Anita. And, you know, and, and she says it in a way of like, well, actually, I think that's what it is. And, you know, well, actually, as if, and you'll, we all, and, and then it just, you know, ellipses and cuts off. But I yeah. think the unspoken concept there that always stuck with me was actually that's the better role. Yeah. That's like the more dynamic role. That's, you know, there's less screen time, but I just think, you know, Anita is so much more vibrant and yeah. um, fully realized in ways that that Maria is not as the main yeah. character. Yeah, like I said, it's she, Maria, ex she in this movie exists to just fall in love. Yes, yes. And I'm, I, and that's what the role was. And, and but beyond that, I mean, there's a very important story within that love story that I find is, you know, relevant to today and still holds up. The movie still holds up. Yeah. They're also remaking this movie, Colin, and... Um, I I've meditated on it. I, I just don't <laughs> I know <laughs> know how I feel yet. Because imagine if they redid the Poseidon adventure or like They did would... and it was terrible. Oh they did. <laughs> yes. I didn't even know they did. They oh did it in like two thousand six and they called it Poseidon with like Kurt Russell and it was not good. Mm, Jesus. Yeah. Like just leave it alone, but also I'm excited that a new generation of people will kind of get on board with it and hopefully go back and watch the first one because I mean, it is the original and the best, and uh, it's this reboot culture. Am I right, yeah. ladies? Oh. I, I don't know. Once I, more for the back row. Exactly. It's, you know, I that's my concern now having seen the original, and I think so many things yeah. that get redone or reimagined, is that it always has a derivative energy. It's always a version of something you've seen, and it's always like, okay, let's see how you're going to do this part, or let's see how, like, what your concept of this is versus – showing me this original piece of art that you're creating. I think watching America in the original is so um, amazing because it's like I, they created this out of nothing. Like yeah. this whole thing was created out of nothing. The remake is, well, they've got so many versions to base it off of. Like it's basically just are they going to do – how much you know dress ruffling are they going to do in this version, you know? I know. I I just feel like so much of that is imprinted like on my DNA, like it, simple things like that. Like the way, you know, in America when she's like, I know you do. That's mm -hmm. that line is just like, ah, uh, 
if anyone so does it differently crucial. yeah that like i i'm not that bitch either that will go like i've seen aladdin and i've also seen lion king the the live action too and i always go in with just an open mind like i know this is not going to be what i really want it to be they're not going to hit all those notes and just enjoy it for what it is and it's fine but like i don't need it i don't necessarily need it but fine yeah yeah um, yeah i i just yeah i don't need it and again i'm open to you know to see what this version is but i i think the thing with reboot culture is like it wasn't broke so stop fixing it you know yeah and, yeah i don't think so and i know that so much of it goes back to like what will sell and what people will go see but i think that i don't know i think that well if if you create original content and put familiar faces in it like people go see things for the people they want to see in it yeah as much as they go see it because it's something that they love that they remember you know yeah and so i'm fine with that of like create new content and have it be oh look it's you know nicole kidman again i don't care great yeah yeah put rita moreno in any movie and rita moreno is going to be playing um doc oh yes like the doc character and do you know what her name is in the movie no are you ready for this no valentina oh oh of course wow. which is just uh wow we need to see your somehow lips. we got back to drag race yeah it couldn't escape us couldn't but, escape you know, us oh. but i i found that uh i smirked you know when i saw that that was her name and I, i'm pretty sure i can double check it but i i'm i'm fairly certain yeah. i think you're right about that and i i love the character of doc actually i really liked kind of his voice in in uh in the whole story and i love the idea of her having involvement in those emotional moments like telling tony about maria in the basement you know i like yeah she, i mean she's gonna kill that moment she's gonna kill it yeah so i think that uh and not for nothing i mean that last scene with natalie wood like that monologue about hey is a moment so yes let's she, honor that too but i um yeah west side story is just a masterpiece in my mind it, it I, I i in my opinion i i get like chills so, like even the dance at the gym sequence like when they I think honestly <laughs> the moment I knew I was gay is when I saw during um, Mambo when the jets go to the right uh -huh. the sharks go to the left and then all of the shark girls turn around in that line and they're like I was like what oh I know <laughs> it, it, yeah it's like a note only gays can hear you know yeah it <laughs> Totally, totally, totally. I'm like, <gasps> whistle tone. It's gay a whistle, whistle tones. It's a gay yeah, whistle yeah. tone. Um, like, I answered the call, like, that night. I yes. was like, all right, it's, it's here. I'm on board. Yeah. <laughs> I have never recovered from it. No, Ugh. I know. There's those moments. And I actually think that the I, – I feel like in some ways the, the capsizing scene in the Poseidon Adventure was like that for me. Even <sighs> though it's much darker, it was the mix of, like – of melodrama and and sound i don't even there's i don't know if there's music in that scene but just like colors and acting and screaming and, and chaos there was so much going on so much drama and like melodrama and that kind of melodrama yeah. that gays love and can yeah. like and and that works you know like gays i think are I, and i'm generalizing but we gays you and i i think are yes. good you know this type of gay I think that we we hone our skills at finding the melodrama that like still reads, that still works. Yes. There's melodrama that doesn't work. You know, soap opera mm -hmm. acting. It doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. No. But like, you know, uh 
I guess like the classic example is Faye Dunaway in Mommy Dearest, where it's like sure, melodrama yes. that you want more of. And yeah, it's you. You're laughing at it. It's it's dare I say camp, but is yeah, it camp? But it's a camp. <laughs> but is it camp? God. Um, fun fact about West Side Story. When Ugh. so it's all like I. It's obviously it's like set in Hell's Kitchen, and I guess yeah. filmed clearly on location at points because mm-hmm. I lived in the building right next to that park. No way. Yeah, you could. My building's right there. Like, um, (sighs) yeah. So that I lived right there and like walked. I think that they're actually building like a condo there now. But it was. It looked just like that when I lived there um, in like 2011, 2012. I think that's where. If only they had like a West Side Story bus tour. I know. I don't know if there'd be enough locations, but I'd make it happen. Yeah, it was like minutes. Yeah, I mean, it was just like wow. I think this is like filmed on location because that's literally what it looked like. Wow. Um, so yes, that was my little West Side Story connection. Um, but I'm yeah. so glad you loved it. Oh, uh, uh, I I don't think I would have revisited it if a if we hadn't you know planned on talking about it today and if you hadn't mentioned previously how much you loved her in it. I was like, well, okay, she's you gotta yeah. I mean, she is killing it on one day at a time. Yes. Killing it. I mean, yeah. I think when we do the Rita episode, we need to also talk about some of those moments. Like, oh, of course. When she talks about leaving Cuba, that whole monologue. Uh, oh, my God. I can't believe. Well, I think Lin Manuel is like uh, reviving it somewhere because it was canceled. And I think he is. It's coming back. You know. It's been officially been picked up by the same um, pop TV that has Shit's Creek. I mean, they're doing the Lord's work. They are. I mean, pop. They are. Pop. Pop. Ugh. So, um, so we've talked about Rita. I want I know you talked about, you know, the Poseidon adventure, but who else for you? Your, who is your Rita? Who is my Rita? You know, and this is a tough one. And I, and for listeners of in the details, Beatrice Strait in network is a different category. It's Ugh. that, and we'll talk about too that too because it's like performances that like in a handful of minutes, mm-hmm. one. You know, like that's a sure. That's what's amazing in their about own category. It. Yes. Yeah. 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 But I think in terms of, I mean, there's so many great ones, but I think in terms of like for myself, the one that I remember that first really stood out to me after really like Shelley Winters in the Poseidon adventure is, and I think I first saw this in high school, but it's Sandy Dennis in who's afraid of Virginia Woolf. Mm, Miss honey, Miss honey. She (laughs) is, I just rewatched like all of her scenes this morning. It, It is in, to me, I think, it is one of the most pitch perfect performances. Yeah. It like, there's not a false note. There's so much going on in every, like we could dive in and we'll, we'll dive into that eventually. There's, I know the exact moment she won the Oscar. Like, like have it prepared. It's my face. It's one of my favorite movie moments, but there's just like little things that you watch what she does with her hands or, or little gestures. Um, at one point, like Richard Burton's character brushes past her and it's totally not the focus at all. And we see her kind of like rub her arm a little bit after he passes. Mm -hmm. None of that is directed. None of that is focused on. She's just adding context and texture. It's just genius. And like, I, I, I remember seeing that. And that movie is a powerhouse movie. It's. It's an investment of time and emotion and everything. And I, I, it's the perfect, like sort of uh i'm in the same position i've only seen it one and a half times i feel that movie. yeah so i would love to go back because i did it for the bad gay pod mm-hmm. but i was watching it with more of a i'm taking notes as i'm doing this yeah so i'd love to just like let that wash over me 
yeah and just kind of watch and sit down so looking forward to that oh for sure it's like i've seen that movie so many times and you get new stuff out of it every time mm-hmm. elizabeth taylor especially there's the monologue towards the end you know about the sun and uh, you know and she has this part where you know of course she won the best actress oscar and she says i just remember her always saying um through all this hopeless darkness our sun like that's like the end of the monologue yeah and it's just these perfect notes again like she's watching it again that was the one thing i took away is elizabeth taylor is it, it's it's a it is a I, I can't think of a good enough word for how good she's Yeah, Tour de Force seems yeah. too small. It's too small. It seems too, yeah. It's a legendary performance. Like, I think mm-hmm. in terms of cinema, in terms of American cinema, in terms of Hollywood, I think as specific as that, she is giving a legendary performance. And, yeah. But, say, but, but then, because of that, so there's, there's Elizabeth Taylor, there's Richard Burton. They're both, like, just uh, titans in, in this movie. I can't think of... of, of another word that could really cover how great they are and then there's george seagal who is you know he is like kind such of, a looker oh my when god he's younger oh I my love god it. Yeah. so yes. hot and mm-hmm. he is working so hard to rebound off of everything happening he is very much like our entryway into this chaos yeah it's kind of a thankless role but he still has to participate for us to kind of be yeah to it, see the story through his eyes too kind of yeah it really perfect. is but he does a great job and he, mm-hmm. he 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 was nominated they were all nominated but elizabeth taylor and sandy dennis won the ladies the ladies but the fact that there's so much powerful acting. Sandy Dennis has the least amount of screen time. She's often mm-hmm. running away to throw up. <laughs> I know, yeah. Yeah. Which is some great act. Like, the throw up acting, like, that is, like... Oh. It, I think with her, too, is that it, she is so natural and so real that it almost doesn't even seem like she's working hard, but she is. Yeah. But it's also effortless at the same time, too. It's such a studied performance. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so... And Sandy Dennis is, like whatever school of acting she comes from i don't know if it's like um what's his name uh strasberg or or stanislavski, stanislavski or, or whatever yeah. but i think she might come from that like method acting world and so there's actresses like her or geraldine page or ruth gordon who we'll talk about in a second where you can tell they're and we'll we'll eventually talk about all of them on this podcast but i think a lot of what they have in common is when you're watching them perform, you can feel all this inner life happening underneath the surface. And yes, and it's expressed in like little gestures and little ways that they look and little kind of self-interruptions or strange in, um, intonations or like they sort of like uh, stress certain words in a sentence that people don't normally stress yeah. in their pronunciation. And it's just as telling the specific story that – I just I can watch it all day, and and she's doing a perfect example of this in Virginia Woolf, mm-hmm. where yeah. every moment she's on screen, there's three or four things happening at once. It's yeah. just incredible, and I I you know Johnny and I talk about this on All Right Mary, you know there'll be little moments with an actress or even an actor sometimes, but mostly an actress where it's like no one told her to do that, you know like yes yeah my like quintessential example of that is Eileen Brennan in Clue. Oh, I mean. Uh, speaking of just number like top three movies of all time but yeah what which parts i mean I, everything my favorite part the my feathers, feathers. Is probably from it. yeah yes yeah i am de- 
determined to have a good Enjoy time. Enjoy myself. I, uh, yeah, I, I just love, like, no one told her to do that. She figured it out. My favorite moment of Eileen Brennan and Clue is when they're reenacting how it all went down. And oh, there's the part where she thinks she's poisoned. And then... Uh, they're kind of reenacting her dropping the glass and screaming. And she kind of does this, like she's screaming and like going along with it. Like aware, she's like, Oh, oh I know. Like kind of like that. It's very, yep. it, she's playing three levels at once. It's, Oh, anyway, Eileen Brennan, she, didn't she win for private Benjamin? I didn't think she did. I can look it up for you right now, but I, I knew she was a, you know, a BSA nominee. But I mean, I look. do have the list on Wikipedia open right now because... I mean, as you should. She might have. That would have been... Oh, Oscar nominee for Best Supporting Actress. Oh, okay. Benjamin. Well, I, we, we can make exceptions. Of um, course. In our minds, she won. Yeah, I mean, she, she could have won against? for Clue for all I'm concerned, too. She could have easily won for Clue. I mean, that was... What was that? 1987? So, let's see. Um... It's probably going to be a good one. Those like 87 best supporting actresses, like in anything in the 80s. Yeah. It's going to be good stuff. Oh, you know, the 60s and the 70s and the 80s. Like, I can't wait. Like, there's so many good ones. I'm searching. I'm vamping while I try to find. That's okay. I could talk about my favorite Eileen Brennan um, moment in Clue. It's, I mean, the the dinner speech is like, I'm determined to enjoy myself and mm -hmm. my, this soup's delicious. And she's like, I mean, I, I had once in one point in my life had that whole thing memorized because I watched Clue every day, every day for at least about like a year when I was a teenager. Uh, I, now it's magic. I don't want to ask for the moon, but. If you were to do like a little lip sync of that speech and record it, like you've done with BB and Fifi, oh yeah, I just—I mean the, the hat alone. Yeah, I, just, I need to have like the glasses. We can make it happen. I'll pay for it. I just, <laughs> I just, I, you know what I would love, and I know how hard they are, and I don't know if I can yeah. do them, but I think you—you you might be the one. You are the actor. Uh, if the BSA pod featured regular little. Oh, I mean, performances, follow us on Twitter. I am to, totally up for it. Yeah. Like, I, I, and that's one that I would like enjoy. Oh my I God. I love it. Watch your back. And I know, yang. I know yeah. it. I can picture it already too. Where yeah. I would sit, what hat I'd wear. I mean, <sighs> all right. I love it. Yeah. Put in the universe. But, uh, yeah. And for the record, the year that she did not win, Mary Steenburgen won for Melvin and Howard. And I don't really have any feelings for Mary Steenburgen. such an odd... I don't, I've not seen the movie, but like there are people that I, that come up in conversation like that. Like Mary Steenburgen has an uh, Academy Award, but you know, Annette Benning is just kind of chilling, you know? I, yeah, it's like, yeah. It's, you know, that would be fun to like focus on who are the actresses who are like, what's like, she's a great example because actually I've seen, I remember Mary Steenburgen when she was on 30 Rock and she played. Oh, she was terrible on 30 Rock. I hated her. I can't remember. I, yeah, because she played, uh, Elizabeth Banks's mother, right? Yes. All right. I'll have, we'll have to. I, I think she had maybe one or two moments, but I, I found her like insufferable for some reason. I, I maybe it deserves it was a second watch, but I've seen 30 Rock like six times. Yeah, no. At least. And uh, I mean, yeah. she's no Jenna's mother. I always think of like. Oh my God. I just love the line um, I've got the meat, Jack. Got I've got meat. the meat, Jack. <laughs> My favorite line is she's like, uh, maybe wear a Dan Marino jersey and white jeans. <laughs> like that is that is my favorite. Oh yeah, that she, is like, 
an aesthetic. That yeah. Is, uh, that, that, a mood, as the kids say. Yes. You know. Oh, my God. That's a genius performance. That she, like, winks at him and gives him, like, a gun and yep. just walks out the door. Ugh. Ugh. You know, I again, BSA is, is not just a category in the Oscars. It's also a state of mind. It's also a frequency. It's a feeling. And sometimes we might have to celebrate performances that are not being recognized for their support other than yeah. here. So, um, I don't know. I, this first episode is also some sort of live brainstorming. <laughs> yeah, I think so, too. Um, I Jan Hooks is her name. I was yes. trying to remember her name. I was looking that up as you were ch- uh, chatting there. Um, but, yeah, I think that the... I, I mean, I have to say that one of my other favorite Best Supporting Actress categories is, like, Best Supporting Actress in a TV comedy. Like, that is, mm. like, catnip to me. Like, I love it. Um, that Those are always, like, my ladies. It's a lot of SNL gals. It's, it's you know, Jane Krakowski. It's, it's like, all the... The good performances that I love. Um, yeah. But, so, yeah, who knows what will happen. Maybe we'll do a TV episode. It's, uh... Yeah. We've, we just said Best Supporting Podcast. It could, yeah. be, it could be anything, you know? Uh, but I agree. I find that, like, especially now, especially yes. now, TV is, like, we would be remiss to be excluding television in our celebration of Best Supporting Actresses because... You know, let's just say her name, Ann Dowd, is on television. I, I, you took the words right out of my mouth, <laughs> yeah. Colin. Like, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm about, I'm, like today, uh, about to start watching The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, for the first time. Yes. Yeah, so, Colin, I think I remember you guys talking about that, you and Johnny, that you haven't got into it. It's uh yeah. I mean, I, I'm not gonna say anything that you already don't know about it. You know, it's like. It's tough. I had to give up on it. I gave really? up on it on season two after the premiere of season two. I'm not going to say anything. Um, but I keep up through Keon. That's good. Um, he'll give me like a recap. I only really want to see the good parts, which are very few and far between. But um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm showing up for the acting. I I mean, yes, that's yeah. Yeah. That's the draw. Yeah. I um so because my boyfriend has seen the entire thing and so he can mm-hmm. I can also be like uh what are we walking into or he'd be like hey, why don't you go in the kitchen and get a drink right now or let's yes let's skip this yeah. moment so I don't feel like I'm gonna get blindsided yeah. uh but I um so we're gonna watch we're gonna watch it together so it'll be good and I think we're gonna do like because we just finished watching Broadchurch we finished all three oh, seasons okay okay and lovely we we should talk about that at some point but yeah for sure because uh, oh the women of Broadchurch. i mean you saw did you see more than the first episode have you seen the first yeah episode? i just only watched the first episode yeah, yeah. I, you know what honestly when i first saw Broadchurch, i watched the first episode and then like months went by before i watched it again i mean i went through it i was drinking wine as i was watching it yeah. and i just it, it took over I had a best supporting actress moment in the chair just watching it. My reaction to it oh, could have been I love it. It's it's I mean, that first episode is one of the best like pilots I've ever seen. Uh yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's remarkable. And but the the first season you could also all three seasons are great, but you could potentially just watch the first season and like it's incredible. It's like what they say about Handmaid's Tale. You could just watch the first season. Yeah. But yeah. then then they continue it. So, um Getting us back on track, uh, the yeah. other which and and I would consider this maybe a bit of an assignment that we can talk about at some point because you have not seen Rosemary's Baby. I've not. I know. And that features Ruth Gordon in what I consider also to be a quintessential best supporting actress performance. Okay. The movie is astounding. It's not too scary. 
there is an amazing scene in a phone booth with Mia Farrow that's like two and a half minutes uncut. Like it's a single Ooh. take and it's acting. It is acting. And <sighs> so it's worth it for that. But Ruth Gordon is the first time I saw it years ago, I remember feeling like, is this a good performance? It's so strange. And then watching it again, it was like, oh, no, this is a genius performance. And everyone else is just keeping up. There's a fine line sometimes, yep. too. Yeah. Yep. And she is straddling that line constantly. And that's what I love about it is, like, in a way, she's, like, taking risks, playing – she's, like, in almost playing it bad and almost going yeah. too far, you know? Yes. But there are some nuances in that. There's one I'm thinking of now that I know you're going to pick up on and we'll – I won't say anything, but yes, I um, can't wait. It's it's great. So that I would say, you know, at some point in this podcast's long uh, career tenure, uh, tenure <laughs> as the as the case may be, we will need to queen out on that. And I think, oh, of course, maybe around Halloween. You know, maybe we'll make it a, a spooky. Oh, run. I love that. I yeah. love that. I I would love to do some spooky episodes because that feels yep. safe for you that don't feel too scary um no i'm famously a weenie when it comes to scary things i just don't like the jump scares but i can handle scary content i think that i would be okay because it's easy it's like before movies got like really gory and crazy like they were like fake gory and crazy like the exorcist as scary i mean that is just scary yeah and on its own but i can handle that for some reason but i can't do like freddy krueger i just can't I'm that's sorry. totally fair have you seen poltergeist uh, that was my neck that took the words. Oh, I, oh. I, 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 I would say um, I saw I've only seen bits and pieces because it scared me a little when, as a kid. I, I didn't really I, I mean, I've, I've listened to enough in the details to really um, prepare myself for it. Like I want to. It's like yeah. in the same way that I want to watch Hereditary. Oh, um, but I have seen the kitchen scene on YouTube. Oh, uh, the, the Tony Collette scene. Oh, yes. Yes. Um. But uh, and just listening to your episodes of in the details, like I, I think that I'm I'm ready. I'm yeah, ready. Poltergeist <laughs> is amazing. It's like, uh, again, Beatrice Strait is in it, and she's fantastic. But uh, not a supporting role, but certainly the leading role. Joe Beth Williams is the mother. Yes, like robbed. No yeah. recognition anywhere. She, she. It is one of the best performances that. And this is probably too much, but Cujo has a great performance in it ah. by D. Wallace. Oh my God! It it's it's one of as Stephen King said, it's his favorite performance in an adaptation of something he's written. Wow! And she's it's it amazing. So um, if we don't talk about it here, I'll probably talk about it in the details. So no yeah. pressure because she didn't get nominated, so it doesn't really fit. But yeah, um, sure. for your viewing pleasure, uh, that is some solid solid horror movie Ooh, acting can't wait yeah um um go yeah. oh i was gonna say but hereditary god help you <laughs> i know I, I i don't think i'll ever be fully ready for it so i think i'd have to watch that in chunks in the daytime for sure. i that i would say like it's it's scary but it's more just dark like if you can handle like dark stuff like dark like grief stuff like you know what happens so yes you know. yeah but you know and doubt is incredible in it and uh, she she's just like i mean also kind of quintessential best supporting actress to keep us on track in a way even though she didn't get nominated is the way she plays that role there's mm -hmm. so many like nuances to the way that she's playing it that someone else would not have figured out how to do yeah um i think i'm gonna steal this uh from las culturistas too because they've talked about obviously award shows but um 
one thing I think that Matt Rogers always says is like, um, could any other person, how does he say it? Could anyone else could have done it better, I think? Or like, mm-hmm. is it like something just specific to that actress, what they brought to like, I can't imagine anyone else playing Anita and West Side Story. Totally. And Rita Moreno. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, I think that's a good barometer. I've kind of stuck by that. I really like the way that he frames that. Um, uh, but I would my going back to Handmaid's Tale for a moment, just for Anne Dowd. I, I I think my only advice with that, just with the show, is like to not binge. I think one yeah. episode a day will keep the doctor away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But do what you need to do because we we binged two episodes in a row one night, Keon and I, and it was there were two episodes that was like heavy and then heavier, and we were like woof. Yeah. Um. That's like um. I had that experience watching Six Feet Under. Have you? Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, you can't. Oh my God, uh, Francis Conroy, future BSA, get her. Yeah, I mean, get her. And I think she's been nominated or has won. Yes, so, she hasn't won, which is crazy. she hasn't. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's someone I'd love. She is giving a phenomenal performance in that. But that's oh, a show that yeah, one to two episodes a night at most. You can't go on a binge. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a show about death. I mean, yeah. we love yeah. She yeah. won. Oh, Colin, she's a Golden Globe winner. Oh, so uh, well, you know, that's not so great. It's best of, you know, it's, it's sort I of know. like you know, bridesmaid. It's crazy to me. Yeah. Um, she was nominated a lot. I think she's nominated four times for uh, Six Feet Under. But wow, no, a Golden Globe is great. I, I'm so glad she got recognized. Uh, yeah, it's such a good performance. Uh, yeah. Oh my. Well, I. I mean. I, I've I, I'm almost like oh, could I ask for more? I've gotten to I talk know, about I best supporting like, actresses uh, for more than I've ever gotten to talk about them in a, at one solid clip. I know it just feels right. It just, it feels, just right. feels right. Now, one of the things we've talked about doing on this podcast beyond all of this queening out is in our own perceptions and lives. Um, what our current BSA of the week is in our own life? Who is? Yeah. Whether it be a performance, whether it be a thing, whether it be a food, what is what's playing at that frequency in your life right now? Um, I okay, I'll go first because it's going to open up a can of worms here, and I have a confession that I I lied to you, Colin, a couple minutes ago. I watched all of season one of Broadchurch, and Uh... let's me tell you the journey that i went on because you when you were said like have you were you still watching Broadchurch? i didn't want to no i didn't want to give it all away i wanted to hold it in because i have been dying to text you about it but i was like no save it for the pod wow wow an actress best supporting actress on a podcast <laughs> Nika Chanong. Yeah. i nominate myself and yeah. uh i accept this award yeah on, you know olivia <laughs> coleman's behalf yeah right um okay so for anyone who hasn't listened to Collins and you, you, you touched upon Broadchurch. Like I would gladly come on and guest as a broad, like just a full Broadchurch episode, which I'm not going to make this, but I just want to, I want to hit the highlights here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we, I talked about watching the pilot. You had suggested it. And I had a couple other friends in the past, like suggested as well. It's, it's, I've heard of the show. I didn't know it was on Netflix, which is awesome because that's just convenience is hat. Like if I have to go searching for something, right. it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, Totally. Um, but I, uh, there aren't really a lot, like, uh, it's the same thing about Rita Moran. Like the, I, it's, it's one of the best TV shows I've ever seen. And I can't understand how this has not been recognized by the Emmy Awards. Yeah. It came out and it started in 2013. Yeah. It's been out. Yeah. I know. This, 
like masterpiece of television has just been kind of like I need I need to know who my other broad church bitches are like I, yeah. I need to like please come forth come forward and let's talk yeah yeah we are we are looking for uh, our other broad churchians uh, are yeah. the broad church goers yeah yes yeah exactly there we go yeah, yeah. um I I oh man I, it's like where to begin I was I've been looking forward to this conversation all week and now I'm just a, a mess <laughs> because I can't organize my thoughts but. I mean, Olivia Coleman in general, too, and the pilot and then like the very last episode and, and of course, every other episode is just Colin and I were joking. Uh, I think that was when we first started brainstorming with the podcast or that that um, the favorite is like uh, uh, Olivia Coleman's Oscar for Broadchurch. Yes, if that makes sense. Like, yes, it's, it's because of Broadchurch. Like I'd rather her see an o- winner an Oscar for Broadchurch and that's not going to happen so yay, and and I think this is just the beginning. She's been cast in the new season of The Queen, oh, Olivia Coleman. Yeah. So it's just it's giving the gays and the gals what they want for sure. Um, but you've talked about it before, Olivia Coleman, like crying face. Yep. Um, there is there are a few actresses I feel that really can get you to cry so easily with them in just a split second and sometimes not even crying. It's like the holding back crying and the talking through tears. Mm-hmm, Hashtag mm-hmm. talking through tears. Hashtag talking through tears. But I, because the, it's for those of you who don't know Broadchurch, like I, I'm, we're not going to obviously talk. I, and this is like spoiler free zone because I would not want anything spoiled for me watching this show. And I've, I desperately tried to get like all my friends this week to like mm-hmm. watch it. I was like, watch the pilot. You'll love it. But it's a murder. It's a murder drama, not even like a murder mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, it's beautifully shot. Like all of the actors and actresses in the show are just like at the top of their game. Yeah. And I've never been so like frustrated and just like uh, anxious and excited by like what I was seeing in a long time. Like maybe not since like breaking bad has yeah. this like happened um and i got to say like i i've been really struggling i think like i want to give my bsa to the week to olivia coleman but she's kind of a leading actress in a way she is she is um yeah. so i i'm going to i'm going to throw like i'm going to throw her a bone like yeah. i'm all high and mighty but like i am going to give it to jody Whitaker, who plays beth latimer who plays the mother of uh the person who dies on the show. I mean, I don't think there's much spoiler by saying that, but um, she has to go. Like I, I wrote in all caps. I was like, so much happens to this poor woman in season one of Broadchurch that unthinkable things happen. Yeah, and it's yeah. Um, th- speaking of that, like exploration of grief and how you deal with that uh, specific. <laughs> person in your life that passed away like I I don't know how like just certain scenes like her going to the grocery store and like just wanting to have her normal life back and knowing she'll never get it and I think that at first glance um the character of Beth or like someone who approaches the role I, like uh, they they might be overlooked. Like I, mm-hmm. you, it was all about Olivia Coleman too. But she's doing good work. I think that like that blank sort of stare that she has, that sometimes and she doesn't get the lash out as much, but she does, and it's really powerful when she gets those moments too. Um, uh, she yeah, but she, the blank stare she sports kind of like throughout the entire season. But you just feel for her the entire time, and you could feel the weight of her grief just by looking at how exhausted she is. And I feel exhausted is a hard thing to sort of play. Yeah. Um, 
on TV, I think. Like, you can look without looking fake um, yeah. while still trying to sport, uh, like, put on a smile and, and navigate that grief. Um, yeah. Beth, I agree. Go for it. No, yeah. I was going to say, Beth is a, a – and in season two, she goes through even more. Like, she's a great wow. character. I think, you know, what's interesting about her, to your point, she doesn't really have those huge lash-out moments. She doesn't have mm-hmm. kind of those huge – just those huge moments because I think when you think about Beth, it's like this is someone who grew up in Broadchurch, married someone that she, you know, married Mark who she met in high school. I think, you know, it was like basically like her life has always kind of had this size and you know, the the dimensions of it and the elements and the things that she navigates like Beth, I just think has her whole life has supported uh, a gentle quietness that when this happened, it's like she's not even equipped. She doesn't have that, <clears throat> like that resource of energy, to even like react. Like I think in yeah. some ways it's like she just, it's like she doesn't know how to process what's happened to her. And we're watching yeah. so much of the the shock of grief with her. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, and then of course at the end, I mean, there's that that scene in the last episode where it's like where then it's like oh wow that's where you've landed like yeah yeah yeah. it's it's been bubbling all season and then this is where we are now and i there's so much more i mean you and i can just talk off mic about it too because i have i have so many things to say but i also don't want to spoil anything i will just say and i think in my heart of hearts that like um olivia coleman is you know one of the reasons if not the reason you watch this show too but she is like that's a fine line of supporting versus leading actress. I think she yeah. won a BAFTA for leading actress. Um, Probably. Because I, yeah. I was stalking her a little bit. But um, I wonder how... It could be easily framed as supporting in the right lens, I feel, as well, too. Yeah. Um, because it's such an ensemble show. It really um, is. You really... Yeah. You know, it, it really definitely feels like you get to know everybody. And everybody has their own storylines, their own plots that don't really distract and all kind of contribute to the larger narrative. She is, I mean, every moment she's on screen in Broadchurch, I can't look away. And, I mean, there's that scene in the last episode. Yeah. There's that scene where she just goes hog wild. Yeah. And I, that to me is is like, yes, that's on par with Tony Collette in Hereditary. Yes. Like, <clears throat> wow, you went to a 27. You went as far as you could go. And you mm-hmm. just left it all in, you know, in the scene. And I just, yeah. I have a lot of respect for that. And, you yeah. know, season two is, season two and three are totally worth watching. Season two, oh, t- it definitely yeah, will, of course. It's, yeah, it's great. It, season three goes in a somewhat different direction, but is still connected. I also really love Mark Latimer. And, you know, I same. he's yeah. incredible. And in seasons two and three, the emotional complexity that he plays is just... I, I so rarely notice male actors, you know, Yeah, the way yeah. I notice him. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a great show. It's such a great show. It's a perfect show. I <laughs> really, really, like, it is, uh, each episode is, of course, like, with the theme of, like, a, a you know, a crime, you know, murder drama, It's it gives you those cliffhangers. It gives you a little clue, possibly, and then it leaves you hanging. And you, you can't stop watching. It's, of course, designed yeah. by design. But, um. I love it, and we'll talk more after this episode. Um, with, uh, no spoilers here, but yeah. um, but I I 
I love it so much. So what is, uh, who or what is your BSA of the week, Colin? Well, I uh, I was queening out about this for any, if, if we have any crossover, Matreons. I queened out about this, about this recently, but I have been, much like RuPaul, trying to find my way into what I might like about musical theater. Wow. You know, trying to find what speaks to me. <laughs> and, you know, fitting that we talked about West Side Story today because I do think that my entry point is Stephen Sondheim. Big surprise. I I think he is there's I just I hear it. I just hear like what he's doing and it's like, oh my God, I get it. I get you're a writer. I get what you're doing. You're you're Mm -hmm. writing really complex, interesting songs and you're not just writing and I am doing this and I'm singing about it. Like it's not just those stupid like narratives it's like let me create a whole fucking moment and the song is not going to go where you think it goes and you're always going to be on your toes as a listener and i just i think that's genius and so i was like okay well let me kind of like find my way in and i i just kind of uh decided to start with the original cast album of company colin I just once again left my body. I'm, <laughs> I'm back now. I, I. It's could... a. It's the perfect choice. Honestly, it really kind of is, in my yeah. opinion. And I can. I can defend that because it. There's so much more. There's obviously Into the Woods. There's Sweeney Todd. There's Sunday in the Park with George. There's so many titans. But yeah. I. I always come back to Company. Oh. Very often, just to kind of center myself. Yeah. And. Uh, it's, Your thoughts, please. It, it it's it is, oh my! It's just so fucking good. It's just, yeah. and I don't like musical theater, and I am, I am beguiled by this. Like, and I haven't seen it, and I haven't read, you know, the book. I've only listened to the soundtrack to the, the original cast album. What's the term? What am I allowed to call? Yeah, it? A cast album. Yeah. I'd say. I know. Uh, don't say soundtrack. I almost said soundtrack. I almost said it. I almost yeah. said it. Yeah. But um, to me, because I've listened to a bit of the. Raul Esparza version sure and I've listened to like a little bit of the most recent version and I've seen you know I've done my my YouTube hole of like different versions of not getting married today and like oh I mean oh welcome to my 20s I was just like yeah there's a compilation you've probably maybe watched I've seen them all and it's it's like Madeline Kahn and Julie Andrews Julie Andrews Mm -hmm. kills Julie Andrews is great it's like the best one it's so good it's so good she kills it um uh-huh. but to me if i i mean i i could everything about this show and i could just name all of it but if i were to narrow in to be specific on best supporting actresses the presence of elaine stretch yeah and it's undeniable her version of ladies who lunch is the only correct version yeah it, it's, it's it's tough it's specific it 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 just doesn't make sense. The I heard the 2006, 2007 version, and I liked it a lot. She's not bad at all. No. It's, I mean, the, yes. There's a real, like, oh. She's I, giving it her own spin, yep. and she's doing well. Yes. Especially how she ends it with the rises. Like, it's like, oh, yeah. okay, all right, that's good. I heard Patty's version, and I was like, well, I appreciate the acrobatics, but the emotions aren't there. Like, the, the meaning yeah. of this song is gone because you're just laponing, you know? yeah. Uh, I'm sure some of the gays will come for us for uh, for that, but it's okay. That's okay. It's, uh, you know. Yeah. I mean, listen. Everyone's welcome to the table, and not saying that Patty and like I, I, yeah. It's speaking of just 
no one else can do this the way that this person does. Mm-hmm. I feel that that is the, the perfect example. For yeah. Elaine. Uh, yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I did see in that compilation, Patty Lapone singing, not getting married today and she killed it. So like not coming for Patty Lapone at all, but I think there's something about the way that Elaine Stritch does that song that you don't have to watch it. You don't have to know the rest of the show. Just yes. seeing her, hearing her do that the way that she laughs on like, and one for Mahler, like the way she does that. Yeah. I uh, can see the drink in her hand. I can like smell the scotch and the cigarettes like, or a vodka stinger. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, 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 you can just, it has texture with, with just listening to it. Yeah. The way, where the word hat is, falls in her mouth when she says, does anyone still wear a hat? Like it's in, it's like <laughs> yes. under her tongue in a way. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Yeah. It's so, and you could just kind of see her like looking down and just kind of like starting to like yes. laugh. And it's, it's so specifically her. And, I also love um, in all of the like the the thing that happens over and over with the Bobby Bobby like the calling out his name. She is the fifth one, and it's Robbie. And I, I Robbie Love. Yeah, yes. that's my favorite. Robbie oh. Love is my favorite. Oh, I just I always <laughs> listen for it, like because it. I think the it stood out to me because it was like each of those felt like you're saying it in your character, and I don't really know her character, but the fact that she called him Robbie after everyone else was calling him mm-hmm. Bobby, I was like, you're someone else. You're someone different. Yes. You're specific. And that, I just, the music is gorgeous. The company, yeah. this, like that that number, because uh, like, I, I just, I, I don't know how somebody doesn't just like lose their shit watching people perform that. It is so yeah. big and hard. It, I mean, I don't know how to sing, but Jesus, how hard that seems to sing. Yeah, it's uh, every Sondheim show is like that. It's like you're, and I've only done Into the Woods, and I hope to do much more Sondheim too. Mm-hmm. But um, it's it's you totally underestimate like listening to it and then actually being in that the you know their shoes and having to do it. It's it's tough. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm just so glad you're listening to it. Uh. I mean, I there's so many other like moments i and a lot not a lot of theater companies do that there was a company in pittsburgh that did it like six years ago it's five years ago and it was great and i i just want to see so many versions of that show i I think that there's so much to mine within like just bobby alone but everyone else that he encounters too it's all these sort of vignettes of couples that he knows and um you could drive a person crazy is great. Another hundred people. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, Barcelona is great. Yeah. Uh, there's just, there's just a lot. And of course, uh, being alive. Like I remember oh my God. sitting in my chair, listening to being alive, like for the first time and actually understanding it. Um, and like when it hits you, I guess, Uh huh. like I'm getting everything that he meant to be saying to me right now. Yeah. Just, yeah. And it's always hits you. Right. I, I, I love it. I could, Oh, being alive, like, yes, I think, you know, like, especially being in a relationship right now and having all of that, like, my nervous system is, like, switched on because I'm, you know, having all those connections and, like, and understanding how you can say, like, someone to hold you too much as a, like, oh, that's too much and I need someone to do that. Like, yes. And the way that it changes in that song. I, I'm just like, I get it. I get it. You have to like turn the corner on that. The concept doesn't change. Your relationship to it changes. Yes. And, and everyone is like, you're getting it, Bobby. Come, you yes. know, keep going, keep going. Oh, and it, like, it's what, bananas. It's bananas. And like that, that last note, and I, I love this about both the original and Rel Esparza's version, is there's this like, there's so much raw emotion in like the last V 
at the end of a live. Yes, that yeah. Ro Esparza hits it really hard. The original hits it just enough, but it's like that always just makes me gasp because it's like there should yeah. be that like that like catharsis, catharsis, and like yeah. almost a little bit of like terror at the same time of like being alive like it's fucking terrifying and we're gonna go through it together like it's yeah th those nuances oh my god it's that yeah i i cannot get enough now do you have a specific opinion on the original versus the 2007 or 2006 whatever it is yeah i will say um with i i will always say that the you know the original one is going to reign supreme because it's yeah. like that's what i was raised on i'm like yep. in this house we only listen to <laughs> the original but with yeah. that being said because I, I saw the um it was on netflix i think the uh the, the revival oh. a oh. while ago and it was yeah. great i yeah. don't think it's there anymore which is unfortunate too but that was when they were sort of going through this i can't remember like the name of the i don't know if it was a specific director but there was this little bit of a a fad if you will or just like a, a, a passing phase of everyone in the company company mm. um of actors they all played an instrument they did right. sweeney todd but i think company might have been the first to do it and then other people were trying it specifically with sondheim shows um i think those are the only two that i can think of to be honest i love the idea of it like yeah. everyone is just they're the orchestra it's stripped down it's just telling the story so that's what the revival was shaped like too. But I, I do miss a little bit of that orchestra for sure. Um, I would say, oof, I'm trying to think of like one number in the revival that I think is better or, you know, just as good. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm not going to shit on anyone in the revival too. Like everyone's doing a really great job. I think I might like Barcelona a little bit better in the revival. At least, like, see, I, I can see that actress in my head right now, and I really liked what she did with it. Right. Because okay. that is such an understated sort of, you know, pillow talk of a song, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I haven't, I've only heard a couple of the numbers from the, the revival and i haven't i've been trying to track it down it's not on yeah. netflix anyone listening help me out um, <laughs> i know yeah i'm sure i'll we'll find it so yeah it's somewhere out there but uh i i agree i think the original just like the very late 60s early 70s orchestrations the instruments they're using like the you know that first kind of little thing that almost sounds like a phone ringing and it's either yeah. a, it's, a, it's an electric guitar is that what they're doing it's like the dun and it's like it's, oh it's like mm, ba, uh -huh. mm, ba, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh-huh mm, ba, bobby yeah, yes yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah it is that sort of the, yeah it, it's so it does have that set it's like the same with chorus line you could tell it's it's a little dated in that regard just because of the recording quality and right. a little bit of the score but it's still awesome yeah i uh, now that's what i love about it yeah like i i don't need i don't want it to change i don't need it to change yeah. um now just to tie it back to someone we talked about earlier uh, now, are you familiar with that thing, um, uh, Documentary Now, that series of... Colin, you're just hitting all the right <laughs> notes today. Yeah, okay. So... I haven't seen it yet because I wanted to get all the references because I okay. know... Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, good, good. yeah. Okay, so... Because Paula Pell, Colin... I, I saw like, an image of it. You're gonna die. You're gonna die. I can't wait. I just... Okay, so that's like next on my list because I wanted to track down that original documentary... And yes. I just, I like, if I can find it, great. I don't, if I can't, I've seen clips on YouTube, you know. I was just going to say, yeah, I think you can get enough. For, I, of course, if you have time or the means to find it, uh, uh -huh. of course, watch it. But yeah. I think, 
And I've seen really, the Elaine Stritch scenes, obviously. Yeah, that's probably the most iconic. I mean, yeah. that's what everyone comes here for. Yeah, yeah oh, it's exactly. Great. It's great. Oh, uh, I just, uh, I love that. So, yeah, so I think that will be, we will follow up with having watched that oh, documentary now. Wait. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Uh, I'm so glad we talked about this. Good. <laughs> yeah, we covered a lot today. We covered it's a been, lot. It's been quite the episode. Yeah, I, um, I am loving this and I can't wait to do it again. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess that being said, you know, we have social media already, right? If people wanted to we start do. following us. We do. Exactly. Yeah. We have a Twitter account. Um, it's just at BSA pod. So best supporting actress pod. Um, so we did have to put the A in it for the Twitter account mm-hmm. just to kind of, we couldn't, I didn't want to do BS pod because right. yeah. that would denote that we're, you know. <laughs> Yeah. I don't want to be suggestive. No, no, no. Um, I but, love BSA Pod. I love it. Yes, exactly. Um, so follow us on Twitter. It's it's up and running. Uh, mm-hmm. You can also follow each of us individually. Colin, where can we find you on, oh my. on social media? Goodness. Well, you can, of course, find me on Twitter at Colin Drucker, or you yes. could follow me talking about drag queens, etc. at All Right Mary, or you could hear mm-hmm. me on All Right Mary, or on In the Details, a celebration of nuance. Um <laughs> Or on Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. I think that's everything. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, you're you're new. You're recently back onto the Insta. I, I think. am. Yes. I am. I'm trying to do more of it. It's mostly cat pictures, but I don't think anyone's complaining. I was just gonna say. Yeah, yeah. sign yeah. us up. Yeah. Um, lovely. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Kochanov, and you can also listen to Squirrel Friends Cocktail Hour every week, where we've evolved from Drag Race into pop culture. We talk about what we're listening to and watching that week, and it's a ton of fun, of course, with none other than Miss Amanda Kaczynski. Yeah. Best um, Supporting Actress, <laughs> Amanda Kaczynski. Extraordinary. Extraordinary. Yes, exactly. Really. <laughs> Uh, truly. Um, and then my other podcast, which is called The No Good, Very Bad Gay, which um, I feel like if The No Good, Very Bad Gay and like in the details had a baby, this is like, you yes. know, yeah. the sort of uh, offspring of that in some way. I think that it, it all sort of was leading up to this. Yeah, I um, think that's a good point. I do think this yeah. is like the brainchild and the and, and the, you know, heart child of in the details and very bad gay. So yeah, yeah. it's been lovely. It and has uh, been. yeah, so I think that, um, Oh, it sounds like we're being played. Oh off, I no. Think it might be time to go. Oh, well, what should we thank? Who do we thank? Oh, real quick? oh my uh, gosh. Thank you to uh, my agent, to Beatrice straight for all of your inspiration <laughs> to, uh, to Rita, to, to Rita, Dowd, uh, yeah, to the list Ruth Gordon, to Sandy Dennis, to, um, uh, you know, to all of the best supporting actresses, past and present and I'm like you're gonna shut our mic off hurry <laughs> hurry we love you we love you <laughs> thank you and good night <laughs>